Welcome back to the Relationship Mentors podcast. We are Mia and Charlie, and today we are going over how to make sure you and your partner are growing together rather than growing apart in your relationship, as well as why your partner triggers you so much, as well as having the perfect partner yet still wanting to break up with him. So before we get into it, let's do a quick recap from last week. So Charlie, what was your favorite moment from last week? And then what was your biggest frustration? I feel like my favorite moment only happened this morning. We went to the markets. Every single Saturday morning, we go to the markets and we got like four kilos of blueberries. (laughs) It was the best thing. So we whacked four kilos of blueberries in our freezer. They're locked and loaded, ready to have snacks. I feel like if we just want to snack around the house, because we work from home and we're always at home, I feel like we always snack if we're bored. Whereas if we've got blueberries, we can just snack on them and it's a bit more healthy. And biggest frustration, I don't know if this is frustration, but we watched a movie last night (laughs) called Saltburn. Anyone listening, go and check out that movie. Some parts were just so outrageous that I was like, cringing so much watching it like it was such a good film like incredible performance and at the same time it was just so frustrating to watch because the parts were just so outrageous and cringy like even today I'm just thinking about that movie so much so I feel like the fact I'm still thinking of those parts so much is what's frustrating me the most (laughs) that's so funny because when we go into my favorite part of last week was watching the movie like I loved the movie so much and the reason I loved it so much was because of like how much it crossed got to the line and crossed the line even further and then watching your reactions throughout the movie were really funny but then not only that then experiencing all the jokes that we're having in our relationship because of the movie now yeah like just singing the murder on the dance floor song or like walking around the house dancing even more yeah. and just like all the jokes that have played out in our relationship now because yeah. of that movie. It was and like half 10 last night, just finished the movie and there's a final scene where the guy's running around this mansion naked to murder on the dance floor and then we were playing that last night and running around <laughs> naked together at half 10. Yeah, I was like, and I think, again, a part of one of my favorite moments is one, that memory is hilarious and then also just being in like a meeting or we're just doing work or just something really random and then Charlie, like just normal day life. And then Charlie will be like, that movie was so weird. It's just like out of nowhere, you would just comment like, that movie was so weird. And then, okay, so that was my biggest favorite favorite part. And so then my biggest frustration would be, I think lately just like listening to my body more. Like I've been like, for example, this morning I woke up and I just felt sick because of, being tired Mm. like I had six hours of sleep last night which I'm like used to like eight hours of sleep yeah so just having wanting to listen to my body more and really switch off technology like only be on technology when I need to be on technology then if I'm wanting a break actually like reading a book or going outside without listening to anything for a moment or yeah just like really just being present so I'm separating myself from technology eating correctly so I'm sleeping better I think that's it. I feel like the point on technology, because we work all day on our laptops and our phones, and then sometimes we take a break from our laptops and phones by going onto our laptops and phones to consume social media. It's like, Mm. it's not really a break when you're still consuming a phone screen. Exactly, especially like on Instagram, it's like we're responding back to messages, responding to clients, and then we take a break from doing the work stuff to then still be on the same platform. Like it just doesn't make 
sense all the time. So mm. I just found like even yesterday, I sat on the balcony and read a book and that was really nice. Like just midday, just having a 10 minute break to myself. And that was really nice. Yeah. And I feel like being able to do that, being able to remember what makes you happy and do those things. Like the greatest gift you can give to your partner is actually being happy yourself. It's like finding out what makes you happy yourself. And then you can come into the relationship a lot happier. And that goes into point number one, which is how to make sure you're growing together in your relationship rather than growing apart. Like growing apart is such a fear for a lot of people. And it's the main cause of breakups. Like personal development is the big, biggest cause of breakup in relationship. Two people growing apart. Because we're grow, always growing as individuals, right? We're constantly growing. Every single day we're changing. And it's so natural for two people to grow apart, right? To grow in different directions if they're not doing the right things. So how to grow together? What do you reckon, Mia? So I feel like you sort of pretty much t touched on it slightly. But it's like since you are constantly growing and evolving as who you are as a person and so is your partner it's so important that you're actually spending time together every day like maybe even like 30 minutes a day and just catching up with each other and sharing what's happening in your world like of if you guys don't work together like charlie and i you are spending a lot of the time apart or you're going and experiencing other things so having those 30 minutes together mm. so you are actually catching up with what's happening for your partner in their internal world and external world. So internal world being like, what have they been thinking about? What's been on their mind lately? Mm, stresses. And yeah, stresses. And then external world of like physical things of what's happened, funny story at work, or like you saw a dog today. Yeah, it just yeah. lets them into your world so much because you need to actually be present with your partner. It's like, can you spend 30 minutes a day catching up with your partner and actually being present in the conversation like a lot of couples will spend three, four hours together every single day. But a lot of that is so passive. It's just watching TV together, scrolling their phone together, cooking dinner next to each other. They're not actually chatting with each other and catching up on life. And in order to maintain a great friendship, which is the base of a lot of relationships, you need to make sure that you're actually catching up with each other. You're building up that friendship, that emotional intimacy, that intellectual intimacy. Have interesting conversations all the time. Like if you saw an interesting conspiracy theory, share your opinion, like tell your partner about the conspiracy theory, just anything to keep you guys in each other's life. Cause you need that emotional glue to keep you guys together, right? hundred percent. And the second part is I'd say mapping out the future together. Like in order to have a great present in your relationship, you must have certainty in your future. So you must create a certain future together. It doesn't have to be 100% certain. It just has to be a direction that you're aiming in. And this comes down to two separate things, which is your joint goals together. So what are your life goals? Do you want kids together? Do you want to get married? Do you want to grow a business? Do you want to go traveling? Like, what are your goals? You can set five-year goals. You can set three-month goals. Whatever it is, you must have goals in the future that you're working on together. Because this puts you on the same page. And it also develops that team dynamic so much that you're actually growing together and you're working together, right? And then the second part is values. So making sure you're similar people, right? Like I would never go out with Mia if she just drunk, <laughs> <laughs> if she drunk every night or if she, yeah, went out partying, if she didn't look after her body, if she didn't value f family and all this stuff, right? So you must have 
goals set out in the future so that you have certainty in the now. And you must also work out each other's values so you know that person's the right person and you can actually get along with each other. 100%. It's like your, the first point that you put there, like when you're talking about the relation, the future that you guys have together, it's actually speaking into it, not just saying, oh, I want to go traveling. It's actually speak into it. What does that feel like to you? What does that look like to you? What are the experiences you're wanting to have? And add more to the conversation through that and just consistently keep speaking into it. Like Charlie and I will share our goals hmm. every few days and we just speak into it very randomly. We're just like, oh, I can't wait until we are doing this and it feels like this and we're doing this specific thing together it just like helps us feel so connected of I know where he's wanting to go and I feel so connected to his future vision and vice versa yeah speak into it every single day like you manifest when you speak right and if it's just in your head all the time then I don't feel it's as effective but when you've got a partner to bounce back and forth with when you can share so much like me and I we go for walks and all we do is talk about oh my God, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. When this happens, we're going to do this. And we're just constantly putting check marks in the future. Like we have so many check marks in the future that we have so much certainty in the now. So any arguments, any conflict we get into, any negative feelings that come up, we know we have so many check marks in the future that we're aiming towards. We have so many goals that we have so much certainty in the now. And that removes so much of the conflict, the anxiety, the insecurities. Yeah, it's the conflict. It's like what you were saying is like when once we have the conflict within the conflict, we know that there's still so much security in the relationship. We know that when conflict comes, it's just the situation itself. It's not our relationships in je- jeopardy where yeah. some relate when some relationships, when they have conflict, it literally is. It's all or nothing. Yeah. One so, conflict, conflict can end it. Yeah, literally. And so that's the biggest thing is like since we have so many check marks in the future and what we know we're going to create together and do together and experience together. We just know that the conflict is just such a small thing, but it's not going to rock our relationship. Yeah, and even on a personal level, you must have goals that you're working towards, something in the future, something you're aiming about. Like someone being intentional about their future is so attractive. When you meet a personal, like if you, even if you're single listening to this and you want to meet a potential mate, when you meet someone and you can tell them exactly what you want your future, future to look like, you'll one, be extremely attractive to them because you're intentional about creating a future that's better than the present. And that's gonna be a future that they wanna be a part of. And number two is you filter out the wrong people. You will not attract the wrong people because you're so certain in the future you want. So the right people will come to you and they'll also be very attracted to someone that's secure and they're very intentional about what future they wanna create. So it's important to have your personal goals and also the goals that you want for a relationship too. hundred percent. Then that moves on to the next thing about what to do when your partner's triggers you or why your partner triggers you so much. Why do you think that would be? I don't trigger you, do I? (laughs) No, never. (laughs) Um, Triggers. So a trigger is basically a stimulus that elicits a response. So we have an external stimulus which comes through our five senses. So our eyes, our ears, our mouth, our taste, our touch. So all life comes through our five senses. And then we take in a stimulus from, an, up from your partner maybe, and then that elicits a reaction in your brain. So your brain's like a big filter. It looks at all your past experiences, your values, your beliefs, and then it determines a reaction based on that. So you have an external stimulus you have your brain, which is filtering all this information, and then you create an emotional reaction. 
and your partner is gonna be the biggest mirror for you. They're gonna shine back everything that you don't like about yourself, all your past stuff, every time you have to protect yourself, all the trust issues comes up, and especially because your partner's there and they see the deepest side of you. Like no one sees as much of you as your partner does. That's the main reason your partner triggers you because no one else sees you as much as your partner does. So they're going to be the person you love the most and sometimes the person you hate the most too. Literally. Sure you can resonate with that. Yeah, I can make complete sense of that. I did see, yeah, or read this thing the other day where it was a girl saying, it's like, are you actually, people go through so many years of self, self-healing. self Like, oh, I am used to be really unhealed. I have my wounds and I'm currently in a healing phase. And so when they get into a relationship, they actually realize, oh, there's so much unhealing, unhealed wounds that are still there. And then they separate because like, I still need to heal my own wounds. Mm. Instead of actually like in your healing phase that you've called it, it's like, were you actually healing or were you just self-isolating yourself enough mm. so you weren't around anyone that was triggering you? you? So that's the biggest thing. It's like, sometimes it's like, you just need to address what your own triggers are. So then you can address them yourself and it's not necessarily on the other person. It's Mm. on you. Like, how will you know if you've recovered from these triggers if you don't put yourself in the same environment? Like some people have trust issues in relationship, figure out they need to heal, they need to grow through that. So they break up, they go on this healing journey where they can trust themselves again. They get back into relationship and realize all the same shit comes up again. It's people running away from their shit. It's running away from the hard stuff where you can actually use your relationship to grow individually. Like you grow so much because you face all your own shit and the pace of growth is so much faster, right? 100%. So yeah, growing in a relationship is the fastest thing. And it's also the best thing. Like you can't work through something that you're unaware of and your relationship will make you aware of a lot of stuff because they're going to spot your blind spots all the time and realize like, hey, you're doing this and it's making me feel like shit. You're doing this and it's not very good. So it's really important that you actually become aware of that stuff so you can work through it. And that's what a relationship's great for. Yeah, and that's such a beautiful thing about relationships is that you get to evolve so much more as a person because since your partner sees the most vulnerable side of you and you're so connected and so close that they can actually pull you up on your shit and by them triggering you at times where it is just you triggering yourself, that you get to address that and grow even more. It's like if you just have friends that you see like once a week, every couple of days, they may not even know you to the depth that your partner does. Mm. And you're not going to be sometimes as vulnerable as you would be in front of your partner, as you are in front of your partner. So that's why it's so great to have such a strong relationship where you get to be so vulnerable and then evolve even more into a strong person. Yeah, that vulnerability is such a huge piece. Like so many people are scared to be vulnerable. They've got walls up. They don't want to be seen by their partner. But when you can be transparent, when you can be seen by your partner, that's when all the growth is because you can actually be yourself, right? The opposite of being yourself is fitting in. It's playing a character. And so many people are playing a character in their relationship. They're not their authentic self. They have to hide their authentic self. They don't want to be their full self. They don't want to speak the way they, want to, they usually speak. And this is what drives two people apart, right? We talk about growing apart. It's vital that you're actually the same person in the sense of you're the same person you are. So everyone has different personas. The persona that you have that you don't share to the outside world must be the same one that you share to your partner. And when you can let them in like that, the relationship just becomes so much deeper because they're falling in love with who you actually are, 
rather than the character you're playing. And when you can open yourself up and be vulnerable and be willing to feel the negative emotions like hurt, rejection, insecurities, jealousy, when you're willing to feel those things, you can also feel the depth of love and connection and intimacy and joy. Hmm. So you must have both, right? 100%. It's like, I remember before us knowing each other or like moving in with you before I even had a boyfriend, I remember being like, oh, these are certain things I'm doing at home. But obviously when I move in with a part, like a future partner, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. However, then it turns out like there's certain things, I don't know, just like wearing pajamas or looking not all put together. Mm. It's like little things like that. I'm like, oh, if when I live with my partner, I'll always look like perfect and put together and yeah. fantastic. But then moving in with you, like meeting you, moving in with you, I just realized, oh, those moments was who I was choosing to be and that you love me through all of it. And it's, that's what makes a relationship so beautiful is seeing those vulnerability, like that vulnerability within your partner. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Because those are the things that you start to love about your partner the most is the side of them that the world doesn't get to see. Yeah, absolutely. And just an example of wanting to learn to love yourself. Like when you grow through triggers in your relationship, you learn to love yourself. Like if you come into your relationship with body image issues and you don't want anyone to see you naked, at the early phases, you might always want to wear clothes when you're not having sex. And then over time, you actually feel comfortable. Then you get to a point where you can actually walk around the house naked with your partner. And then you can be fully seen by your partner. And then you choose that, oh, actually other people love my body too. Then I can love my body. Like small things like that. Oh, I don't have to wear makeup around my boyfriend all the time. Oh, that means like I am beautiful without makeup. There's so many little things that you can grow through by allowing your partner to fully see you. Hmm, 100%. I couldn't have said that better. Amazing. So we went through how to make sure you're growing together rather than growing apart. So that is spending time together every single day. So have 30 minutes together every single day where you're chatting, you're catching up about life, what's going on in the internal world, what's going on in the external world. And then next is the future. So making sure you have joint goals together. What are you working towards? Are you intentional about your future and where you're going? That gives you so much certainty in the now. And also values, making sure you're the same person, right? You don't have to be the exact same person. You just have to make sure you have similar values. And then we went into why your partner triggers you so much. So your partner will be the biggest mirror for you, okay? So next up is Mia's going to tell us a little story and then we're going to dissect it a little bit. Yes, so... The top of this message says, my boyfriend is perfect and I want to break up with him. So I feel like this is a really common thing within a relationship that sometimes you just view the person as perfect and there's no big reason that that you should break up with him, yet you're still wanting to feel, you're still wanting to break up with them. Mm. So let's go into what she's written. So it starts off with, "I've, I've wanted a partner for a long time and now... I have a perfect boyfriend with no considerable red flags who really likes me and I want to break up with him and I don't know why. I can't explain it and I... Oh, this is a lot of words. (laughs) Okay, I can't explain it and I can't talk to people about it because I have no reasoning and I sound like an arsehole. I am so lucky to have found someone like him he's respectful and fun and caring and attractive he seems to really like me but for some reason I'm not happy and it doesn't make any sense 
I kind of dread seeing him. I like hanging out with him, but the whole time I'm waiting for it to be over. And I hope for the time to pass even faster as po- faster, so I can go home. Meanwhile, he tries to stretch out the time together as long as possible, which makes sense because obviously he wants to hang out with me as we're in a relationship. He's my boyfriend, right? So what is wrong with me? He's going away to California this summer and I know I'll miss him at least. I hope I will. But for some reason, I feel relieved and happy to not have to see him for a while. I seriously don't know why. In a terrible way, I think he's it's out of pure laziness. It's like being in a relationship is just another chore I have to take care of. And this is why I can't really talk about it with anyone. Most girls will kill for a boyfriend like him. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely taking it for granted. And I really don't think I deserve someone like him when I know that I don't love him as much as he loves me. I just think having a boyfriend is a responsibility that I'm not ready for. Or am I a lesbian? <laughs> wow, that was a super random turn there. He's constantly saying all these amazing things about me and talks about me like I'm his dream girl. And I just don't understand what he sees in me, nor do I feel the same way about him. He's everything I wanted in a boyfriend and everything I could have imagined my dream guy to be. He he fits the description perfectly. I doubt I can ever find someone better than him, so it really makes no sense why all I can think about is how and when I can break up with him. I know I'll be making a huge mistake if I do. The worst part is he's completely obsessed with me. I know I'll be breaking his heart and even mine. I know I'll be breaking his heart every moment we spend together. I'm just digging myself in a deeper hole. Do I just rip off the Band-Aid? Whoa. That was a heavy one. So, yeah, it's bad for your partner. Like, if you're not committed to the relationship, that's a huge disservice. Like, I feel bad for the guy in this sense because he's with someone that isn't fully committed or very confused with what they want out of life. So it feels like in that instance, she needs to do some soul searching about what she actually wants in life. What's the main thing pulling her away? Has she never seen a healthy relationship before? A lot of people have a upper limit problem, it's called. It's when you can only experience a certain amount of peace, certain amount of joy, certain amount of love until you have to ruin it, which is self-sabotage, right? So a lot of people are in great relationships. There's nothing wrong with the relationship and yet they wanna run away. And sometimes it's a worthiness piece. Sometimes it's that upper limit problem. I can only experience this much love. Things can only go well for this long before they go wrong and they're just waiting for something to go wrong. So maybe she's just scared to commit to the other guy in case she gets her hopes up and it gets dropped. Or maybe she just needs to be single for a bit and actually be with herself. Maybe she doesn't want a relationship right now. Like, and both options are totally okay, right? Yeah, and maybe she could also feel like that she hasn't experienced enough in life or knows who she even is yet. Even for the comment of like, maybe I'm a lesbian. It's like, is that the point that you don't know yourself well enough yet or you haven't experienced all the experiences you're wanting to have experienced yet in life before you fully stay in a committed relationship with the guy that loves you and like and sometimes it is okay it's like if a guy seems like the the perfect person and they fit 
the description that you've written on paper or what society has written as a perfect guy on paper if you don't love him like that's okay too like just because someone's a great guy Mm. doesn't mean you have to choose to stay in the relationship and love him like if you don't feel like you love him anymore that's all the more reason to call it quits it doesn't mean he's a bad guy it doesn't mean you're a bad person it's like you need to is a bad person if you continue into the relationship and you're not happy because eventually you're going to become even more unhappy in the relationship and then you're going to be projecting that onto him and then potentially in like six months time in a year's time not even that long maybe just a few weeks you'll start like being rude to him and disrespecting him just because you're being rude and disrespecting yourself because you're not listening to your own inner voice which is saying that you're currently not listening to yourself enough to know what you're wanting yeah and you'll start unconsciously pushing him away because you don't want him so you'll start treating him like shit and then you realize you can get away with that so you'll keep him around and then he'll get used to you treating him like shit and then that can become a bad cycle and i love the point you said about just because it's perfect on paper doesn't mean you have to stay together it doesn't mean that the relationship's going to work like everything can be ticked off like we said growing together it's so important that you have joint goals, you have great values, you like the other person, but sometimes they tick every single box and it still isn't the one. And you need to discover if that's just you and your own shit and your insecurities coming up, or is it just not the vibe for you? Do you just know? Like a lot of women have this intuition, they're very in touch with their body of like, something's off here. So it's really important to touch into that and see like, is that coming up? Yeah, especially even in podcast one we did speak about this where it's like if in any i believe in any relationship if two people are wanting to make it work the relationship can work in any circumstances if they both want to make it work it can work in this situation it sounds like he loves you he adores you and you think he's a great guy however maybe you don't love yourself enough to love him back Mm. or maybe he's just like you can actually look at the situation and sounds like you don't want to be in the relationship and then out of respect for him you should end the relationship for that like out of respect for him i don't think it's very respectful if you have already made the decision that you don't want the relationship or Mm. choosing like i don't love him you obviously love me more than i love you and if you already know that it's not a fair exchange not that a relationship is uh, i do this for you and you'll do that for me it's very much it sounds like you've already made up your mind and you're just wanting someone else to say, yes, that's okay. And yes, please tell me it's okay to break up. Yeah. It's like, yes, it's okay. If you want to break up with your partner for like full stop, if you want to break up with your partner, you can. Yeah. Guilt shouldn't be the only reason you're still with your partner. A hundred percent. So many people are, it's like, Oh, I'd feel bad if we broke up though. Oh, we've been together for this long. A lot of people have a sunk cost fallacy, which is making future decisions based on how much time, money, and effort you've already invested into something. And a lot of people stay in relationships far too long because of this. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I've been with him four years though. Like, how are we gonna break up? The last four years would be such a waste. You don't wanna have to relive those four, like start from the beginning and go through those four years again with somebody new. But like, is that the case? Or you're just not wanting, if you're not going to change anything in your relationship, you could just repeat the last four years that you had with that partner. And it would be eight years before you decide like, oh, okay, this is not my person. Some people are even 15 year relationships then realize this whole relationship, I thought it was going to get better. And I was like, it's been 15 years. Yeah, they just avoid it. Even two years sometimes. Yeah, they just avoid the reality that I don't actually feel the thing with this person. 
Like I don't get the buzz. I don't get excited. I don't get tingling. It's like, you need to be honest with yourself. You need to be emotionally brave. Whatever's coming up for you is like, cool. That's coming up for a reason. Take action on it. Listen to yourself. Right. It's just like, like Charlie was saying before, women are so intuitive. Men are intuitive as well. Women are more naturally intuitive. And it's like just listening to your body more and listening to yourself more because you already know that you're not wanting this. You already know that you're not loving your partner. Yes, you may like your partner and you may respect your partner because and you they see nothing wrong with your partner. Mm. However, you're not respecting yourself or listening to yourself high enough. And you sounds like you keep externalizing, like wanting external validation for the choices that you're making like rather permission, than right? yeah, permission. There you go. Yeah. So don't stay in a relationship too long. I've definitely done it in the past where it's like been in a relationship five years, pretty anxious, attached, can't see a relationship with anyone else. I can't imagine building this connection with anyone else. So it's like, this is my only option. So you hold on so tight, right? I remember holding on so tight to a relationship that wasn't working. And that was out of fear of not being able to create a relationship after that one, right? So it's like, that is not a good enough reason to stay in a relationship, I noticed. And I wish someone gave me that advice earlier. Yeah, and sometimes you, that's all you know. It's like, going off what you just said, it's like you knew that person so deeply that was like your first long-term relationship outside of like living with your parents because your parents would know you and your siblings would know you so deeply. Mm. But getting to know someone else at a deeper level, maybe you're like, oh, I've never experienced this with somebody else, that this must be the person I would choose and have for the rest of my life. Mm. But even if it wasn't working without you even realizing that you can experience that with so many, like it's not a one type of person thing. It's like you could experience that with so yeah, many different Yeah, but you haven't got a reference point because exactly. you're so inexperienced. Mm. Like so many people, they get in their first relationship straight out of school, like their adult life, they've just started straight into a relationship, long-term relationship from let's say 17 years old, they get to 22 years old and they're growing apart. They wanna do different things, but this person's the only person I've ever known in my adult life, in my dating life. So I can't imagine building this up with anyone else. I don't know what love is, like, is this love? I don't even know what this feels like. I haven't got, how can I compare it to someone else's relationship or another relationship? Because I haven't had another relationship. Exactly. So it's like, you're so in the dark sometimes, right? 100%, and then you can just compare it to other people's situations and it's just like it's just learning what is right for you and like my biggest advice there to wrap that up with just being most of the times whatever you're experiencing you can experience with other people like Mm. as much as I love being a very hopeless romantic type of style however most like you choose the person you want to spend the rest of your life with you choose the one that you want to be with it's not the other way around you don't just have this one person that's your forever person it's like you choose that it doesn't just happen for you yeah so. you don't find your person you choose your yeah, person exactly that's the way better put you don't just what, what was it you don't find your person you choose your person <laughs> yeah you don't find your person you choose your person yeah. and it's really important you actually become the person like if you're listening mm-hmm. to this and you're single are you happy in yourself do you know who you are do you know what you want from life yet it's like, it's so important that you're actually happy in yourself. And then when you meet someone, they're going to be a mirror for that, right? So 100%. meeting someone and then you can actually grow together and you're happy rather than coming into a relationship with insecurities. Excellent. So let's wrap up the podcast. Mm. So what, before we leave, what are you most excited about for the week to come? I think 
getting this podcast up and running, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I think we said that on last week's podcast, didn't we? We're banked up a couple episodes, ready to go out. And we really wanted to create this because we want to build that depth of connection with our audience. So getting people listening to this and consuming it and asking us questions and bringing it up in next week's podcast. Like, I can't wait just to get the ball rolling with this. Yeah. So I'd say I'm most excited about that. What are you most excited about? I'm excited about since we've launched a conflict program now and we, once this has uploaded, we'll, it will be launched. So then it's just like getting to start that routine of, of we're not building the course anymore. We're not building the podcast. We're just creating episodes for the podcast. Mm. And then we're creating slides and having calls with our conflict codes team. Mm. So it's just like getting to build more of a like work routine rather than when we are building things. It's like we're doing everything <laughs> in every single area where I feel like our day is going to be a, a bit more structured, which I think I'll like a lot more, especially than having a structured day than getting to like have time off of social media and stuff like that. Yeah, we're in launch, not launch. We were in build phase for so long, building the program is program called conflict codes which helps couples really become secure in themselves build up that trust overcome triggers and most importantly grow through conflict that's the main thing we've found so we've been working so hard the last three months building that like on our laptops till nine ten o'clock at night just creating the best product possible and then it's created now so we just get to make it better we get to tweak it we get to work with our clients and that's what we're so excited about now right mm -hmm. it's just building a routine around that rather than being in this build phase of working 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Literally. We get to actually create a routine. So super excited about that. Hope you really enjoyed the podcast. If you are looking to upgrade your relationship, if you want some tips from us, if you want to know the tools on how to actually grow through conflict so you can create a relationship that you actually love and it brings you joy rather than stress, then reach out to us on Instagram. Other than that, subscribe to this podcast and yeah, tune in next week and we can't wait to catch you guys next time. Bye guys.